Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded in 2019. Welcome to my podcast, Secrets of the Art World. My name is Matt Gleason. I am your host. I talk about what's kind of beneath the surface of what you see on the walls, in the institutions, <laughs> institutionalized. This episode is part of my bigger series on this podcast of examining who is the artist of the decade? The decade, 2010 to 2019. I'm recording this in November of 2019. Few weeks left to get in your great art made this decade to say you were the greatest artist of the decade. But I'm going through a kind of a long list. Let me tell you, I got, I got many more episodes to go and I only got a few weeks to do it. So let's, let's get on it. Today, we're going to talk about a very popular and uh, with, with justification artist, Ai Weiwei. So let's talk about Ai Weiwei in this episode. Well, he's most famous for getting thrown in jail. So... There are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who have also done this performance art this decade. Why is Ai Weiwei the artist of the decade or a candidate for it? Well, he started off as an artist in China. He's born in 1957, the year of the rooster. And he, he's been a thorn in the side to, in a culture that doesn't take anything, any questioning at all. It just doesn't take it lightly, doesn't take it at all. So he's been a thorn in this in their side, and he finally got thrown in jail earlier this decade after having spent the previous decade being what some might consider to be an activist. Now, to describe the art he had done up until this point, um, it's, you know, there's a lot of video in it and, and installation um, photographs. And, you know, to see it in person, it's not that very good uh, by, by Western standards. Trying to look at it internationally, a lot of the critiques and the subtle little jabs that he was giving the disgusting regime of the People's Republic of China, as opposed to the Chinese people themselves, the evil regime almost as rotten as one closer to home. <laughs> um, <coughs> well, what he did is the things have meaning if you are really completely literate in contemporary Chinese culture. So, you know, like he did one where he was naked holding a little statue of a horse or a goat in front of his crotch you know, and it was something 
something like the translation was like, uh, you know, you get it in the middle. And that was like, oh, my God, that was so scandalous. And it was like, what? And especially it's something about the government. Well, I don't know. China's, are they, they're called the Middle Kingdom. But but what, I you know, huh? You know, so, and maybe there's somebody in China right now, you know, looking at a rebellious artist here going, huh? So how much, it, it does bring us to pause when people start saying now that memes on social media should be considered art, and I believe they should, but there is a limit to the universality of a lot of artistic communication that is based on uh, linguistic, the, the, the fence of linguistic expression is far tighter than that of visual artistic expression. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot lost in the translation to the point that it's almost meaningless. Um, but, uh, you know, and he did things, uh, there's one, and, you know, I'll, I'll confess, I did my research by looking at his Wikipedia page for this episode, and you can too, um, you know, but he did like his reaction to the AIDS crisis was uh, a raincoat with a condom attached. Uh, you know, I, yeah, you know, if you were, I used to teach at the high school for the arts and, you know, these were really talented kids, but they were still nascent in their development. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have experience with undergrad art students. And that's something that you might get out of a freshman or a sophomore and be like, oh, okay. But to consider that to be um, a leading, leading artist is, is tough. So, uh, but this is all his earlier work. What did he do this decade after? Well, he got thrown in jail and he got a ton of really highlighted for that. And he had already hit the museum level as a leading Chinese artist. But the fact that he questioned this oppressive regime uh, and had, had really provoked a reaction from them certainly gave him a visibility that no other uh, artist from China had. Uh, and yet, so he went on he went on this decade to produce a lot of art and we have to consider that for him to be the artist of the decade. Getting thrown in jail, okay, that that puts him on the map, but that's really a reaction to his art from the previous decade. And I'm a stickler for the decades. Hey. You know, sorry. But Ad Reinhardt can't be the artist of this decade. Maybe of the 50s, maybe of the 60s, but not this decade. You get what I mean? Okay. So we've got, we got Ai Weiwei. Huge visibility this decade. And so what art does he make? Ooh, you know, he goes for the whole big spectacle. I'll give you an example of one that I saw in person uh, at the LA County Museum of Art. It was the Chinese Zodiac Heads and they were bronze heads of each of the Chinese animals, the dragon, the pig, the rabbit, the dog. And, and they were in a circle, and they were in order like they are on your placemat at the Chinese restaurant. They were in chronological order as the Chinese zodiac goes. In, installation. LACMA got the installation right. But, okay, and they were, they were, they had kind of a, a very... Uh, minimal form. They weren't elaborate. They were bronzes or some, you know, giant big metal thing. And they were big, but, but there was kind of a, so what? Like, so what? There wasn't, 
this really cool underarching um, commentary. It was just the Chinese Zodiac heads. The Chinese Zodiac is not illegal in China, which has certainly repressed plenty of religious and other belief systems. So, uh, well, okay, why is this great? It was just, it was just, just a circle of the Chinese Zodiac. You know, I saw a lot of art this decade. It's only memorable because it was Ai Weiwei and it was underwhelming. So then the Deitch Gallery reopened in La, or, or opened in Los Angeles, but it was Deitch's return and his big return to L.A. And his big opening show here, it's a huge, beautiful space in, in um, Hollywood, was um, the, the, the assumption of the show was that, uh, or the conceit of the show was that every Chinese household has this very simple stool and that's what you sit on you go to your green and the stool is almost a sentimental thing like oh you, you know your grandma had one and it's a very the simplest thing it's you know three legs and and a round wood or square wood uh place to put your butt and so he had a room of these like three thousand of these and they were you know they're just the most ubiquitous thing in china and so you walk into this very big room and there's this just the whole center space is taken up with the, with a grid of thousands of, or seemed like thousands. If it was 800, don't sue me, but it was, it was, it was a vol voluminous amount of these stools. Uh, okay. Now he's a big enough artist that he can actually sort of get this stuff and get it all over here. I guess, get it through our customs and out of their customs or whatever. But, um, import and and assemble these collection of these things but it's like okay really when you break it down mundane object signifying cultural ubiquity uh done in excess to fill space uh function change from thing you utilitarian thing you sit on to aesthetic object and big gallery it just did not yeah there was a lot of so what and a lot of this kind of this stuff's kind of been done. We've we've had a lot of um, art like this, and a long time ago, you know, this is kind of your your grandpa's art. You know, this is like, you know, like Alan Capro would have given this a B for for like a happening, maybe a B plus. I can't speak for Alan Capro's grading system. Did you go to UCSD? Maybe you can. Um, hey, so that was a whole thing of these these big statements of. I weigh ways have always seemed to, they kind of fall flat. And then he had the, the sunflower seeds and you're supposed to walk on them. And then they were made out of ceramic and the dust was toxic. So then you couldn't walk on them. So then you're just looking at this kind of, his, his, his art was all about vastness. And, um, but not done in a way that was so memorable. It was like, it was always about this, you know, again, a ubiquitous object made into art, the mundane transformed. And I said that this has been done by many artists. Nothing about this was groundbreaking. Uh, he's done these sculptures of bicycles where he takes the bike, and again, very ubiquitous with contemporary Chinese culture, getting around on a bike. Maybe not now, maybe they're all in flying cars like we were supposed to have, but Tesla has their factory there now. But you know, when Nixon went to China, the videos, all of the people riding their bikes, I mean, there wasn't a car to be seen. So, so he has this sculpture of the bicycle, uh, and then like rows of bicycles and then, and then there are multiple bicycle rows and elevated and, and it has an interesting aesthetic uh, presence. 
but yeesh, man, when this guy, this guy's talked about it, like terms of art royalty. Now he's, he's talked about like as kind of a humanitarian because he was, he spoke up against the Chinese government through the language of art, um, albeit it translates poorly, but <laughs> rest assured, we know that it was effective because it sure pissed them off. I mean, they're the biggest babies in the international scene. They're the easiest people to piss off. You know, the premier of China looks like Winnie the Pooh. You can't put a cartoon of Winnie the Pooh up on, on the internet in, in China because they think you're making fun of the, the president. You know, what I mean, you know, he's afraid of looking like a fat bear with no pants and he ends up looking like a horse's ass. So Ai Weiwei has certainly picked a great target and been punished. And But then, you know, when he tried to comment on anyone else, it kind of fell flat. He, he, after the refugee crisis, there was a famous photo of a, of a baby's body or ch young child's body. A toddler had washed ashore in Europe and it was just utterly tragic. One of the most horrific photos you'll ever see. So Ai Weiwei did his artwork about it. it was a photo of him laying face down like the refugee's body on the shore. And it was just so, terrible it was so you know no but but Ai Weiwei did it so a lot of people just go oh isn't it great that Ai Weiwei is commenting on this tragedy and, and well you know in a way you know an American goes to another country and starts commenting on their politics and people are it's like hey you know you're from this big country you can't just go around doing that it's kind of a cultural imperialism well you know China's number two gonna gonna surpass us soon right so one of them commenting on the West, I don't know, is that cultural imperialism? Is that sort of just a, who, you know, who the hell are you? How come none of the refugees want to go to China? Why did you make an artwork about that? I think you might be too afraid to go back to jail. Although he's living in Berlin. <laughs> Talk about a former police state. But so, so what I'm saying is the guy is not making art on par with his reputation. Uh, and the art that he made that got him the big reputation doesn't really translate to a Western audience consistently enough to be considered one of the greats. I think it makes him more uh, an interesting anomaly. But is he the artist of the decade? Ooh, man, the, the art is consistently so um, just about 40 years behind. If Ai Weiwei uh, was making this stuff in 1965, 1970, this would have been amazing things but a lot of this stuff the ground's already been broken and there's you know nowhere to pour concrete to make a foundation here i mean it's 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 all kind of been done and i we way just does it as a kind of a cottage industry so uh i have to say uh when when all is said and done i we way will be looked back in history for what he did in the previous decade against the chinese government and then what he did this decade was sort of like it, it was kind of like the rock star all the good albums are now passed, and the only thing people buy anymore are the greatest hits, but he can still tour and play the stadiums to his fans. Um, but I don't see his art. When people go, oh, it was so great, I think they got permission because he's already known as a great, important artist to go see the spectacle. So any spectacle will do. You know, if you told him that the 405 freeway at at five o'clock was by Ai Way, and they walked out and looked at the 405 freeway and the traffic at a standstill. Oh my God, it was so amazing what he did. I mean, that's, it's just the most mundane stuff. And so that's why I'm, I wouldn't call art, uh, Ai Weiwei the artist of the decade if I had a choice, but he certainly, a lot of people say he is, he's in the conversation and that's why he was mentioned here. Thanks for listening. I will be doing more episodes of this soon. Woohoo! No theme music. Goodbye.
This episode was originally recorded in 2019.